This is Tort Talk with Terrence A. Gross, a board-certified personal injury lawyer. Welcome back to Tort Talk. So glad you're back listening to these awesome shows. I love doing these, but that's mostly because I get to get free advice. Who am I? I'm Paul Stadden. Don't worry about who I am. I'm the guy who owns the microphones, and I get to sit in with Terrence Gross of Gross & Schuster every single episode and get you really cool, awesome advice. And we have a cool episode today, and I love, love, love talking about advertising in all its forms. That's, you know, my purview. That's what I do make a living at uh, there, Terrence. But we're talking about lawyer advertising today. I'm so glad you want to talk about this. Welcome to the show. Glad to be here. Okay. Let's talk about lawyer advertising. I know it's probably way different now than it used to be. So let's kind of take people through the evolution of lawyer advertising, what they would see once upon a time versus what they'll turn on the TV and see now. Well, I actually know it very well because I was there in the sweet spot of it because um, I graduated law school in 1979. But in 1976, just three years before I graduated, so when I was actually in law school, and the U.S. Supreme Court decided that lawyers could advertise. So before hmm. then, believe it or not, they couldn't. Hmm. So no no uh, phone book ads, no billboards, none of the stuff that you see or hear, bad drug, all the stuff that you're used to uh, being inundated with. So there was zero uh, and that, that court correctly ruled that, hey, wait a second, you know, lawyers are people too. It's a profession and there's a first amendment out there, folks. And yes, they should be able to, of course, they also said that will let the, their local bar associations regulate them. So each state had different rules. And, and I can tell you this, and you'll see it, especially for those of us that live around Pensacola, Florida is more restrictive uh, then maybe Alabama, Florida was way more restrictive way back when, when I was starting out. So I started out in 79 and I worked for a fella and he wasn't the best lawyer in town. I could tell you that, but he did advertise. <laughs> he was one of the first ones. And it was a stigma. The fact that you even advertised other lawyers chastised you for that. Cause the people that had these big practices felt threatened. And so, uh, he was one of the very first, and then I left him a year and a half later, and then I started advertising to some degree. I've always been in talk radio. I've always had talk shows, and, and that's how Paul and I actually met through one of the stations. And uh, so I've been all around the block and on radio and some TV. I've never really done the billboard thing uh, mm-hmm. that much, and even the TV was more informationals like this. It, it, it's more just talking as opposed to a 30-second telling you how great I am or something. But anyway, uh, so there are restrictions uh, on it. So it's morphed and morphed and morphed until today. And and really, I think the pendulum's really swung because I come home like anybody else. You turn on the TV and, you know, the bad drug stuff and then this firm there and then, you know, whatever. And uh, it's just inundated. I'm just kind of tired of it uh really and and there really is a knee-jerk reaction when you go to court you got to be really Mm. careful every lawyer that's picking a jury better talk about lawyer advertising because there's some people that are so turned off to uh, the law practice because of tacky ads that uh, you fear they may take it out on your client in in, at trial Mm. well i think about kind of the tone that some of these ads take because they're they're all over the place it's like it's like car dealers, you know, there, there are a dozen different ones and they each kind of have their own take on what they want to do with advertising. It's very similar with, with law firms. And so you have, and I'm not going to mention any names, but there are some that like to hammer a point home uh, in certain ads and do crazy, weird, wacky things in their ads. Uh, 
hunting deer and such uh, and having their heads explode and turn into dollar bills. And then there are other ones that are much more serious, much more straightforward. And then there are other ones that just kind of throw everything at the map. Uh, boy, I really hate, I hate that I can't really mention names because I want to so badly as being a, a student of advertising. So how much does this impact, you know, with a jury, with, with the public? Like, I think like, oh, I see that goofy ad. I don't really want the goofy lawyer. I want the more serious lawyer. But then are there other people that then say, no, I want the guy who seems like he's fun. Like, how much does this impact the business in that way? I don't know, but I worry about the the fact that lawyer advertising has because for years, lawyers have been called, you know, personal injury lawyers have been called ambulance chasers. Uh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then they just seem, they seem desperate and whatever and, yeah. and all that. And so you get the, the courtroom. I often feel like I'm, I'm the guy that is the minesweeper guy, the guy that has to diffuse some bomb and you got to be mm. so delicate. So when you're picking a jury, I feel like I got to diffuse their sentiment because there's going to be several people that already come in with a bad attitude because they're just they're sick of the lawyers. And you got uh, these people, you've seen them on TV now. Yeah. Somebody's smiling, they don't see her. I got 300,000. I got 400,000. I got a million dollars. Right. And it's like the lottery. I mean, it's just like, wait a second. I mean, and, and so even, even if you go to my website now, if you went to my website, which is sort of private, mm-hmm. I, we don't brag about any ver- verdicts or settlements. Of course, we have big settlements and verdicts and all that, but we don't brag about them. We don't mention them. So if you went to my website, it would be on many of the topics we've talked about, on no fault, uninsured motorists, seat belts, car accidents, dog bites, just little informationals just to help you understand some of the ins and outs of what's going on. So I think most of these ads are tacky. Mm-hmm. I, I will tell you one thing, though. There is one special rule that's still alive in Florida that I do like. If a lawyer, because you think about this, anybody can graduate law school. You can graduate on a Friday and get your, your bar, past the bar. And on a Monday, advertise. So there's nothing illegal about that. But you can't call yourself an expert. Ah. There's only one class of lawyers that can call themselves an expert. And there's one that advertises a lot about an expert, but he he deserves it. And the okay. reason he deserves it, because like me, he's a rarefied heir. And what I'm saying is this, he is a board certified civil trial lawyer. There are over 100,000 lawyers in the state of Florida. About 2,000 or so are board certified in personal injury law. And half of them probably work for insurance companies. So mm. really, in the whole state of Florida, there's probably only about a thousand of us that represent injured people. And so they are allowed to say you're an expert. That's why he hammers it home, because he ah. knows he can say it okay. where half these jokers can't. Ah, interesting. Legally not allowed to. Right. Well, then do you find then that the advertising styles of all of these uh, these lawyers, they negatively impact you? Is this one of the minuses that... You know, I have to deal with what you're making my profession look like. Well, yeah, I think there's some denigration that goes on with it. And, you know, I've done everything I can to to be, I'm proud of what I do. Right. I love what I do. I, I, I feel like it's David versus Goliath. Mm. That, that here I am, little Terry Gross, one lawyer going against State Farm, going against USAA, going against Nationwide, going against insurance companies that have millions and millions and millions of dollars that can afford to pay lawyers anything they want to fight a case. And it, and the only thing that, that's, that helps the client is their lawyer standing up to them and, and really even going to trial now is costly. I don't even know how a young lawyer could ever go to trial. Mm. I just went to trial in December on a small case. This wasn't some big 
case involving millions of dollars. It was a, a, a garden variety case, and I spent 37000 just to get to court. Wow. So the lawyer has to spend that, and then you got to hope to win. Mm-hmm. And if you don't win, then you eat it. But but I don't know how some young kid just starting out, how in the world could a 30-something-year-old lawyer trying to start out, how could he fund these cases to go to court? So there's a mm-hmm. lot more to it that meets the eye. Um, so I, I'm glad I'm set up for that. And, and then, and my sons get to enjoy the ride and work very hard, but we, we, I guess if you look at reviews, I would think if people are shopping for a lawyer in this day and age, I used to tell people, talk to your neighbors, whatever, that's good word of mouth, but Google's the new word of mouth, right? Fair enough. Yeah. And, and look at the reviews, see what the people are saying. Not, don't even just look at the five stars, go and read the reviews and you'll see it. And that's where we're getting a, a fair amount of business where you look at, some of these other reviews of other advertising lawyers, and you'll see that common theme emerge. I never met my lawyer. They settled my case. I never even discussed it with them or, or whatever it may be uh, on, on certain law firms out there. So I guess it, it's just, you know, again, it's just more personal and so forth. But again, the lawyer advertising, it's just like this. If you need a neurosurgery, let me ask you this. If you need a neurosurgery, you're told spinal surgery, right? Right, right. Are you going to go to the guy that, that's got some big ads, whatever? Or are you going to try to ask your friends, look at Google, look at the reviews of some guy, check it out before you go in? Because this is a once-in-a-lifetime thing. Yeah. Well, maybe having a car wreck and getting a lawyer is a once-in-a-lifetime thing. Yeah, maybe Crazy Earl's Precision Surgical Instruments isn't the place to go. for Right. Uh, <laughs> so anybody can advertise. Yeah, right. Anybody can advertise. Okay, well then, uh, I, I guess parting shot, because we're getting near the end of the episode, um, what is a plus then of this advertising? You know, what do you see as a benefit of lawyers being able to advertise? Maybe the benefit is that the public is a little bit more educated. I think back in the old days, I remember back when I first started, you know, you go through the whole interview, you talk about a contingency fee, and then they look at the very end, uh, do I have to pay you, Mr. Gross? No, 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 no. Contingency means if you get nothing, I get nothing. I think the average person just walking and breathing now knows that every lawyer in America right. is on a contingency fee, which gets us back to some of these billboard lawyers who advertise. And our, if you choose our firm, we get nothing unless there's a recovery. Well, duh, that's everybody. <laughs> that's everybody. Right. It'd be like, if you go to McDonald's, we'll let you use the restroom for free. Right. I mean, well, so does Wendy's and so does Burger King. You can use their restroom for free, too. So what are you offering that's different? Nothing. <laughs> okay. Just a little bit of advertising nerdery uh, right. to, to feed off of that as we before we go. Uh, there was a beer company in the 1920s that advertised that their bottles were steam cleaned before they put the beer in. Well, everybody steam cleaned the bottles. But the advertising agency realized nobody was talking about it. Nobody said it. And so they had this image then of, oh, well, our beer bottles, this beer is fresher and it's cleaner. Well, no, it's just they were the first ones to say it out loud, you know. And so it, it was kind of this little trick that they were pulling on on people. So as somebody who lives in the world of advertising and as Terrence, as somebody who lives in the world of uh, of the law and legal matters, you know, you got to do a little bit of research sometimes. And so if people are doing some research and looking for a lawyer, how do they get a hold of you, Terrence? Well, by telephone, 850-434-3333. But better than that, really, in this day and age, is through our webpage, GrossAndSchuster, S-C-H-U-S-T-R, GrossAndSchuster.com. Easy breezy, Terrence. I look forward to talking to you in the next episode of Tort Talk, where, oh, goodness, we're going to talk about what to do after an accident. 
this sounds kind of important. So maybe you guys should listen up to that one too. Talk to you next time, Terrence. Thanks. Thanks.